Hey everybody and welcome back to another episode of Mainstream Boys. Yeah, with a Z. Get your popcorn ready, crack open a nice cold cherry coke, and sit back and relax as Jonathan and Spencer break down the latest mainstream movies and TV shows of the month. month. This month we got another great lineup for you. Spirited, Weir, The Al Yankovic Movie, Causeway, Banshee's Adventure, and She Said, Strange World, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, and Wednesday with Jenna Ortega. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Mainstream Boys. This is our monthly show. Oh, and that's with a Z, by the way. A Z. Our monthly show where we get together and talk about the new release films and TV shows that we watched over the course of that month. Um, Tell you what we're looking forward to in the next month. So December will be the next month from this episode. You guys did the hard part. You clicked on the episode. You're here to relax. So just sit back and enjoy yourself. All right? Spencer, how are you doing today? <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> I feel like you're really uh, telling people what to do here, but um, yeah, no, uh, you know, it, it's more good. of a it's more of a guideline. It's not mandatory. You can turn it off right now if you want. <laughs> yes, and you we lost full everybody. Control. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but a much uh, more quiet month, at least for me here, in terms of the mainstream films. Uh, I mean, October. I feel like we watched so many movies uh, a lot more new release films uh i guess to choose from but here no i mean yeah. you killed it you watched so many movies i stuck with mainly the ones that were released to like the streaming platforms however i did go to the theaters once so oh. i did see one movie in theaters but okay well we'll get to that i didn't realize one of these was in theaters because i'd yeah. only heard of the one movie the very first movie you have listed here which was a uh, roku original film um that I, I i didn't get around to i wanted to but i just i don't know why because it's crazy i look at i look at the list of movies here and i'm like how did i have that much time to go to six films and theaters in a calendar month i'm like yeah i hardly had that, time that, to hit, hit record on this podcast today it's like i don't know it, <laughs> it would have been two for me but the the one that i didn't get a chance to finish in theaters was the menu i went and paid didn't get a chance to finish the movie yeah i I went and watched at least the first 20 minutes of the menu and the sound was so horrible i could hardly hear what they were saying and all i could hear were were just people trying to open up their twizzlers and like eating their popcorn and i couldn't make out what like anya taylor joy was saying which i really wanted to hear so i was like you know what i'm just gonna i'm not gonna enjoy this movie in this environment i went i'm like is it too late to get a refund They're like nope not at all got my refund and then i left but I really wanted to see it. I just, I wasn't going to deal with the, the terrible sound that was uh, at that theater. So I'm not going to go back to that theater. I'm going to stick to the theaters that I've been typically going to. But um, unfortunately, yeah, I didn't get to see the menu. You can buy an 85-inch TV for a pretty darn reasonable price and yeah. not have to deal with, you know, the potential bad sound quality at the theater or just any people in general. Well, yeah, I mean, with sound bars and the surround sound that you can buy these days too, like it's you can really have an insane cinematic experience. And even like with the uh, the lights that you can sync with the TV, so it oh my God, changes cool. like with the music and like the if there's like gunshots, the muzzle flashes, but then the lights go off too. It's really cool stuff. Like you can really have a very immersive cinematic experience at home. But still, like nothing beats going to the theaters, especially if you're, it's in the right environment and like the, the right screen and the sound. Oh yeah, the right theater. I mean, nothing beats that experience i mean and we're about to have 
hopefully a, a game changing experience uh, next month with Avatar Two. Uh, I did actually. Water, uh, so. I I pre-ordered my. T- I actually thought it was like this Friday because um, I wanted my mom to be able to go. But uh, yeah, we got the 40x Regal tickets pre-order for Avatar. So not the IMAX that- 3D. No, this is 40x, meaning like the seats like shoot oh, water out. Oh, yeah, you. okay. I, I and like, yep. like there's wind and like the seats shake and like. Have you been to the 40x? Like, I haven't yet. Um, okay. I I've just heard from some of my dad's friends that saw Black Panther there that that's what it was like, and I was like, I don't know if I want that experience, but I'll do it. Like, do I have to wear a seatbelt or what is what's the deal? But no, for I, Avatar, it, it'll I mean, be cool. I, I, <laughs> it should be, well, it should be just fun. bring like a rain jacket though you might get really wet <laughs> i know it's all I, underwater I like it's gonna be like the jurassic park ride at universal studios yeah no but i'm looking forward to that 22 dollar ticket which really isn't bad i gotta say i've seen tickets there more. for like over 30 yeah i guess why don't we get started here oh and by the way if you haven't already we have at this point we will have three episodes like newish episodes out for collector's corner uh we had cure for wellness big thanksgiving flick and we did Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, and we're actually recording The Secret Life of Walter Mitty this evening. So go ahead and check out those episodes and potentially watch the films first, because we do spoil them. Uh, so first, yeah, why don't we kick it off with the Roku original film that Spencer checked out. Uh, weird, the weird, wait, Weird, yep. the Al Yankovic movie. That's it. Yeah. Yep. Sweet. <laughs> How'd you like I, that one? I like parody movies movies that don't take themselves very seriously like the austin power movies the naked gun movies uh those types of just slapstick comedy movies i don't mind watching them every now and then and this is exactly that type of movie um and how familiar are you with uh weird al and his music like his parody songs and everything god dude it it was, seems like a, a middle school thing it was 100 it was like i mean that's when i discovered him yeah it was like a total meme to kind of just sing his songs or just he because he made a lot of parodies of like the the bands of that day like green day and michael jackson yep sure yeah it's been so long i couldn't even name one song i think there was one that was like it's parodying the with the song holiday by green day or something like that or boulevard of broken dreams i get i don't know you refresh me on how the film yeah and uh like, that Madonna, like like a virgin he did like a surgeon and just uh instead yeah, of michael jackson's yes. bad he did fat uh <laughs> okay <laughs> uh uh riot and dirty uh white and nerdy just like all yeah, those like that classic I remember. I remember that. viral videos too i mean his music videos were so funny as well he was such a character and so when i heard that they're making weird the al yankovic story and they cast daniel radcliffe to play weird al yankovic i was like okay that's that's interesting Not russell that's, brand okay what that's fun casting and then <laughs> The trailer comes out and it's literally it's it's a parody on biopics. So like the movie isn't a biopic on his life. It's an exaggerated made up story of what his life could be like. But it it has similar parallels. I mean that he was uh, this like crazy accordion player and he went on to make viral uh, songs. But the like in the movie he's like running from the drug cartel. Uh, he's married to Madonna. Like all these like exaggerated things about his life and. Uh, like he gets the inspiration to like for his first songs by looking at a package of bologna and like just that whole scene was so funny because it like it, it parodies like all like those movies that you've seen from like Bohemian Rhapsody and those traditional walk the line kind of biopics 
Uh, so it, it plays in that genre of just poking fun at that while also having a fun time. My only issue with the movie is it does just run itself way too long and it, it becomes very repetitive in the third act. I mean, it's, it's like two hours. It's, oh, it's a yeah, hour and 48 that's... minutes. It's, it's, it overstays its welcome for sure because then it did the kind of feel like an exaggerated course, SNL kind of, skit. Or... Yeah, kind of like, yeah, exactly. But if you're a Weird Al Yankovic fan, then this is one that I think you definitely should check out. But also, weird thing here, it's it's the first like big Roku original film. And so you, as Roku isn't like a streaming platform that you pay for. It's like you kind of get it with your Roku device or your TV or just kind of comes with or something like that. So you don't really pay for a service. So therefore, there were ads during this movie that you just couldn't oh, avoid. Oh, God. God so I was like, really? It. Like, is there a way you can watch this movie without ads? I mean, unless you're watching it like on a browser with a, an ad blocker. But I was just kind of like, really? Like, I, I wish they they don't because there's no physical media release of this. Like, so it's just weird in the age that we're living in that a premiere of a movie, the only way you can watch this new released movie is with ads. With ads. <laughs> That's <laughs> so like, strange. You think at least that that one thing could be ad free. Because that's just right. it's hurting it's hurting the whole experience of watching that movie. But I mean, they got to get paid somehow because you you don't buy a ticket to go see it. You can't rent it, so it's your only way to watch it is through Roku. So you're like, sorry, ads. It's inevitable. But it's a, it's a it's a weird complaint for a movie because it's not fair. I mean, the movie it premiered at TIFF Midnight Madness. It fucking like blew the roof off of TIFF. Like everyone loved it. Um, it just like had a, watching it with a crowd. Apparently, just was it was a really fun environment. So I'm sure this movie would have played well in theaters, but I mean, probably would have made a lot of money. But uh, for what it's worth, I mean, it's it's one to check out. If you have Roku, just throw it on. You'll definitely get some chuckles out of it. It's it's a fun movie, and Daniel Radcliffe did a great job. So I am gonna go three out of five. But it's just weird that it's on Roku with ads, and it's a little too long. But yeah, it's a fun one. Yeah, I mean, maybe I will, maybe I won't, but. Uh... Now that I know, I have to watch ads with it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I don't maybe know, it it could throw possibly it on get night. a release. It might get a release at some point. I pick up that like a cheap Blu-ray or yeah. DVD or I don't know. If it's like five bucks on Blu-ray. I would totally get it. But yeah. yeah, that that's a fun one to have on the shelf to collect us for three years. I want to know about this first because in November you participated in some new regal thing that is happening right now, where it's like once yeah. a month or once every other month regal is doing this like on monday five dollar mystery movie come and see an upcoming film and but have no idea what movie it is and then they lie about the the hints where it's like the runtime is two hours and 30 minutes it's pg-13 so it's like okay what upcoming movies are two hours and 30 minutes and pg-13 oh the fablemans that's cool i'm sure it's going to be the fablemans you bought the five dollar ticket you went to that theater you sat down you're like i'm going to see the Fablemans, the Spielberg movie, it's going to be like four weeks early. And then Apple Plus original film, Spirited Plays. You get to see Spirited two weeks early. <laughs> I, yeah, thank movie. God. I was so excited to see Spirited. I, I just knew that it was going to be like Get Hard or some other garbage. Will Ferrell and who was oh Ryan Reynolds movie. And for some reason, Octavia Spencer was his love interest in this movie, which no issue there, but it just did not. Is if you could f- picture Will Ferrell and Octavia Spencer having chemistry, it, I don't. I, that's a universe that I don't. I don't think exists because they don't. They don't have any chemistry. <laughs> okay. That that relationship just did not work. This movie had less spirit than uh, Violent Night that I just saw with uh, David Harbour. 
and that movie is about Santa murdering people. So, <laughs> and like he's like a he's like a total alcoholic that just wants to quit his job and be done with it. And this one called Spirited is all about trying to be like do the right thing and kind of put your pass behind you and move on and be it just embrace life and uh, it had no spirit it's another kind of like retelling of uh the charles dickinson like christmas story or no it was like the how to lose a guy in 10 or was that ghost of girlfriend's past situation where yeah christmas carol like yeah the yeah takes that guy through the ghosts and stuff and he takes him through like his life and yeah like all this there's like this society of dead people that go and create these like scenes and they they haunt they haunt like real people to uh make them change their ways of being an asshole i guess right i don't know it's it's it it was so convoluted and dumb and it was like two hours fucking long and i was like that half the theater left uh it just was not good it just wasn't That's hilarious good. i can't believe that you went and, and i paid five dollars and bought popcorn I, it was probably a 20 dollar experience and also it was pouring rain in the parking lot when i got there so i got soaked walking into this theater from what i remember and it's just fucking and then you're expecting to see the, the new spielberg movie and then you get surprised yeah. with uh like, spirited like, <laughs> i think genuine that's so heart and just wonder and awe and no because uh spirited. this movie came out on apple tv plus during the thanksgiving holidays and uh i was visiting with some family and we put it on and we're like okay let's watch uh spirited you know it's around the holidays let's give this a shot and then the opening musical number started and they started dancing and there was the credits oh like, yeah i was like we were all just like wait this is a musical immediately turned it off and we watched dune instead <laughs> so, wait you tried to watch this yeah we watched like oh five God. minutes of it like yeah like they had kind of like they were helping some karen or something i think her name literally was karen in the movie yeah too. okay uh like That's on right. that on that street and she's like oh thank you like i am cured and then they just wasn't it rose break Byrne? out into song and dance yeah i think it was rose Byrne, exactly yeah that was and her so, only scene in the movie yeah like uh Okay, and then they got that opening song and dance number. Like, oh, we did not realize this was a musical. Nothing really against the musicals. They're just like we were not in the mood for it at all. So we immediately turned it off. And I just was thinking, like, I can't imagine being stuck in a theater, being like, oh fuck, I have to watch this movie now. <laughs> like instead of yeah. the Fablemans. That's just and like I, I don't so. I don't walk out of movies anymore. Like we only did it one time, and that was to go to another film. So like I. I don't walk out of movies. I give everything. I give it the time of day. Like I know people worked hard on this movie, but it just the only thing I really found funny was Tracy Morgan as the Grim Reaper. I thought he okay. was pretty funny, because cool. um, it was just like all these like happy elf people, or I guess they're not. No, they're elves, right? Or they're they're spirits, yeah, it's but it's Christmas like Christmassy. So that I don't know. It, Santa has nothing to do with this movie, but um, and then he's just the Grim Reaper, and he's like really nice, and so that was funny, but it's bad. Don't watch it. I'd probably give it a one and a half out of five. It was Damn. it was really bad. Yeah, I don't. Okay. I, I didn't enjoy myself. It's got like a sixty-seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It's got like a six point something on IMDb. So people seem to kind of enjoy it. Maybe I just wasn't in the Christmas spirit. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And I would have been pissed if I was fooled into thinking that I was watching the new Spielberg and ryan reynolds and i wish you hadn't Will even told me about up. this this secret movie thing well now that you know that it's, it's basically all apple tv plus movies so you don't have to worry about going back unless has there been any more that came it's out the greatest beer run ever apple plus original and then this one so why don't you give your thoughts on she said on she said okay 
Um, so this movie was it was about the first breaking story that kind of vaulted the Me Too movement into existence. Um, is it the Harvey Weinstein? Where it has thing? two investigative. It is about Harvey Weinstein. Oh, okay. Um, it has uh, Carrie Mulligan, Zoe Kazan in it. Those are the two lead reporters um, for the New York Times. And they're basically just going around investigating and trying to find victims that are willing to come forward on the record. Because without that, it's just a bunch of anonymous individuals. Um, but when they have a name, like a, a face to put to the name, it, when in this case, like very high profile actresses that were victimized, that made the biggest difference. And like it... It, it was actually a very riveting story, um, as disgusting as some of the things that are talked about in this film are. Like, it's just crazy that it took this much for anything to actually be done about it. Because, like, in after, after the movie's over, it's just like, okay, hundreds of people came forward after the story broke. And, like, as, I mean, we, we lived through it. I mean, this was a... This was a pretty insane movement back in, like, 2018. But, I mean, the performances are amazing. The story is riveting. It reminded me a lot of, like, Spotlight, which yeah, that, won Best Picture. Yeah, like, the like, common comparison uh, with this movie is people say it's it's a lot like Spotlight with really good performances and very riveting yeah, investigative basically journalism spotlight. Type, of, uh, type of stuff. So do you think it has uh, awards consideration? Do you think it might pop in, like, a, um, a screenplay or the performances, maybe? Do, do you think they might? Uh, I, it's not it's, really being buzzed about. It didn't make any money at the box office. It's already um, available for rent on iTunes. So hmm. I actually was considering um, watching it. Um, it's totally worth watching. I I think for the story alone, I I love the investigation. I always forget about these types of films. I'm like, oh, that sounds boring. But then they come out and they're actually like, right. they're very well paced, riveting, and that's exactly what the story is. Even though you know what's coming, seeing the process of everything culminating, coming together. And then, like, getting this fucking guy when he's he thinks he's on top of the world and, like, nothing can hurt him um, do they have, was insane. Do they have so, actors playing the famous people or are they, is it kind of made up famous people? So, yes and no. Uh, Harvey Weinstein's characters, like, you never see his face, but, like, he's a very recognizable. He looks like Kingpin from Deadpool, kind okay, of. Okay, so like they kind the, of got, like, body doubles to, like, resemble yes, him? Yes, for him. Okay, for him and then Rose McGowan who was the who's the actual sure, actress sure. that was that came forward like in real life she actually played herself in this movie oh, we see okay. her in one scene Interesting. um which was awesome i mean i was like is that actually her cuz like you hear her on the phone a lot and then you finally see her and then like they talk about Gwyneth Paltrow and some other people but they don't actually they're not actually in the movie cuz originally they weren't on the record so okay. um but yeah i mean it was like i'm talking a lot about it cuz it was actually a really fascinating film i don't know because i don't think the performances like they were good but i don't know if the oscars are going to recognize zoe kazan and carrie mulligan in this instance okay um but i think absolutely a screenwriting uh could be in consideration i think it's worth checking out that's too bad that nobody saw it i will um, probably check it out before we do our best of 2022 list because i i i was curious about the story exactly because you say that you really liked it and i do like the investigative journalism type of movies i mean spotlight was really good it's one of those movies i never want to watch again but um this might be the same uh but it is one of it it is a movie that i can i think i can appreciate (laughs) watch for the story and the performances and it might sneak in there for the oscars if more people see it but who knows it depends on how hard they campaign it but um a movie that i think is going to get a ton of of Oscar nominations, I'm going to say it right here on Wednesday, December okay. 7th. I mean, a whole 
six weeks before the Oscar nominations are even announced. I think this is going to be Best Picture, Best Director, Best Screenplay, Best Actor, Best Supporting Actor, maybe Supporting Actress. Uh, we're going to get uh, some, maybe some cinematography, maybe not actually, I don't know. But it's going to get some Oscar nominations. It's The Banshees of the Inishirin. It's directed by Martin McDonough. He directed the three billboards outside of Ebbin, Missouri, which went on to get a oh. bunch of Oscar nominations. Uh, he did yep. In Bruges, which is one of my favorite movies. Uh, and he also did uh, Seven Psychopaths, which I really want to like more than I do. But um, I'd like to revisit it at some point. But that one might deserve an episode at some point. I've almost I totally picked it forgot several about that times. Film. Yeah, but um, regardless, he's back with the Banshees of the Inishirin. Um, I didn't know too much about this going into it, other than uh, it's basically Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson. They're reunited from In Bruges, uh, and same with the, with the writer and director, and it's all taking place in uh, Ireland in like the 1920s. And it's basically about these two friends, lifelong friends, uh, played by Brennan Gleeson and Colin Farrell. And then one day, Brennan Gleeson's character just decides he wants nothing to do with Colin Farrell anymore. Out of the blue. Just, you know what? Don't want anything to do with you. Don't ever talk to me again. Just have a good life. See you later. And Colin Farrell just does not like that whatsoever. And he will not let it go. Because this is his best friend. So he wants to do everything he possibly can to win over this guy's affection again and become friends once more. And the writing is so funny. It's, it's, it goes to some dark places at times that I wasn't expecting, but with Colin Farrell's performance, like he's such a lovable guy. Like he, he talks to animals, like he keeps on inviting this outside donkey into his home and it, it pisses off his sister so much because the sister's like, no, the donkey does not belong inside the house. And he's like, but he's cold outside. And like, he just loves animals. So like, I love that whole aspect. Uh, it's the dialogue is very fast paced. It's very witty. It's very much like Martin McDonough, which I really liked. Um, but that being said, like the dialogue is so fast paced and the way it's being delivered with Colin Farrell, like he talks very fast and it's in such a thick Irish accent that I feel like I missed some of the jokes and some of the lines. So, Luckily, as this episode is coming out, this movie does hit HBO Max on December 13th. Go and watch this movie oh. on HBO Max. It's it's 100% worth it. It's going to get the Oscar nominations. It's funny. It's a great look um friendships and 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 human behavior and it's it's a slow movie, but it's it's one that I just think you you'll really appreciate um just because of how well it's crafted. And I really, really, really love this movie. In the theater that I was watching it in, the, the crowd was kind of soaking it up and they were laughing along with the movie. So I think it did its job. And I went four and a half out of five. This is one of my favorites of the year. But wow. it, it's your opinions and your your tastes, it may it may vary depending on like where you're coming from. But uh, I, I really, really like this director and this, these actors. So I think Colin Farrell is going to get his first Oscar nomination. So I'm I'm rooting for him. He's he's always been one of those super underrated actors yep. that's really good in everything he does. Um, in some movies, I feel like just like I thought he was going to get a nomination for, uh, or at least supporting actor nomination for Saving Mr. Banks when he was the dad in the flashbacks. Oh, yeah. Like he was so good in that yep. role. And uh, I mean, plenty. I mean, he was he was great as the Penguin in in this year's The Batman. Like he was unrecognizable. He was. Everyone dude. walks out of that's that movie right, yeah. and you're like, oh yeah, Colin Farrell was good as the Penguin. And you're like, what? That's Colin what I, that's that what I mean by There's no way. <laughs> but it's, yeah. That's what I mean, like unrecognizable. The fucking penguin, like he, you would, you just thought that was the penguin, right? So, uh, 
Uh, yeah, Banshees. I, I, of the I will check this out. Yeah, it's absolutely. It's worth it. It's 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 a good movie. I really really liked it. Well, because you went to the theater so many times in the month of November, you're one of the only people that went and supported and paid for the movie, that, or paid for the ticket for Strange World, uh, the biggest Disney box office bomb in forever. Dude, I think. It's, what does this have on run? tomatoes i need to know i think know. it's got it like a can't be. 70 something percent but it it has like a 4.7 on imdb it is set to lose 120 million dollars because of how much of like how high the production budget was and how little it made in the box office the marketing was little to none because i no one even heard of this movie like oh a, a new disney animated film is in theaters nobody knew mm-hmm. um and it's i think it's one of the reasons why we just saw bob chapek get fired and bob Iger come back for two years uh Damn. because yeah. bob chapek just did a fucking terrible job of running disney threw it to the ground and as a as a product of that we got some crappy m- movies like we need to go back to quant- uh, quality over quantity so strange world is a product of the times that we live in right now because with these animated films at least this one and i'm sure quite a few others they feel the need to check all the boxes to satisfy everybody and by doing that they satisfy nobody because the film loses all of its charm the story is lacking because it's taking away from it by focusing on really just things that don't need to be focused on um the characters are not likable the overall thrill of a fun animated disney movie is completely taken away so i and i'm not just talking about the one thing that you're thinking of like there were a lot of other things in this movie that just made it not fun at all so what i was actually thinking of um that you rudely implied that i was thinking of um i i I had a friend (laughs) that um took their 11 year old kids to go and see this movie and the kids oh god i'd love to know what they hated it yeah they hated it wow so wow which is like what it's a disney original film like come on like Encanto was the last one and that one was delightful so Encanto is that was that was a great movie did i even watch it no, I, I just know saying, the kids yeah, love it. That was a great movie. No, no, no. I only it. say because I, <laughs> I, I go over to this guy's house who has kids uh, to shoot dogs and stuff every week, and his kid is always watching Encanto. So I'm like, okay, well, it must not be bad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, th- this is not the type of movie that you want to put on the TV like to to bore your kids with or just to get their attention so you can get five minutes to yourself. Because um, this this movie was just painful to get through. I don't know. I just, I don't want to talk about it all that much. It just was not good. And I was in a packed theater the entire time. Nobody was laughing. It didn't seem like anybody was really enjoying themselves. And ultimately, the, the payoff of this movie was just kind of stupid. This is crazy. Yeah, I mean, I I feel like this movie was the reason, or one of the reasons why we lost uh, JPEG as the as the CEO. Because, I mean, I, th- there's a reason why this movie's ma- or losing so much money. And... Like, I have no interest in seeing it, and I usually would be, you know, front and center to go see the new Disney movie, but nope. That's anymore. my That was my thought, because I think the only... I didn't realize there was no marketing, because I, I saw the trailer for this movie plenty of times, and well, even the yeah, trailer, go, I was like... You go to AMC all the time, and they play 17 exactly. trailers, and it's the same stuff over and over again, <laughs> so you're forced to watch that, the Nicole Kidman intro, so... That's... Oh my god, it's the worst part, because Nicole Kidman comes up 
at the very end. It's the last thing you see before the actual movie starts. And I'm like, all right, it's about to start. And then fucking Nicole Kidman's walking into AMC and she's like, we make movies better. I'm like, no, you're just so, so fucking entitled to think that. So is this a worst of the year contender? Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, no, okay. this is down there. Wow. This, I think it absolutely is just because it, a packed theater for an animated film on opening night where like I had people on both sides of me. And this is what I had to sit through. It was not fun. I mean, you had Soul and Luca. Those were dumped on uh, Disney Plus. Like, why wasn't this movie a Disney Plus movie? Like, why? Dude, exactly. Exactly. But That's the problem. I don't, I don't know. Things need to change at Disney, and I think they're well aware of that. And uh, I think we will see a change within the next two years with Iger. So hopefully, hopefully things get back to where they they used to be. But. Uh, is, I mean, there's plenty of old Disney films that I I can watch instead. I don't need to watch new Disney films at this point. You know, what's the grade on this one? I think I'm gonna I'll give it a two. I think it's a two. So it's it's contending okay. for it's terrible. It's contending for worst. Um, but right now I think I do have Spirited as the worst film of the year. Okay, so um, you liked you liked stuff about it then to give it a two. I I like some things like the the story was kind of cool and futuristic. Animation and was good, maybe. Animation was okay. I mean, I, I've seen so much better with Pixar and stuff. Um, it it was just kind of bland characters. Like the, like the little sidekick character for this movie, you know, there's always a sidekick. Of like course. A, an animal yeah. sidekick was a blob. Like, it was just a blob. <laughs> it didn't even, like, talk or anything. and just, like, rolled around and, like, it, I don't know. Okay. Just, it's not like the cool sidekicks from, like, Moana and movies like that, I guess. Like the chicken and the pig. And, so. <laughs> wow. Don't check it out. Yeah, I don't think I will will check this one out, but I'm sure it'll be on Disney Plus in the next couple of weeks. I'm I'm sure they're gonna try to recoup something that was lost. Uh, I'm sure they'll throw it on digital, so they'll get some uh, some rentals during the holidays or I don't know something. You know what I was gonna say? It's um, it's it. The movie is basically Journey to the Center of the Earth mixed with Osmosis Jones. That does not make me excited to watch it at all. So. Um. All right. So why don't we go back to movies that are actually good? Because you're very selective with films that you watch. Why don't you tell me about Causeway? Causeway. Yeah. This is the new Jennifer Lawrence movie. Um. You haven't oh. really seen Jennifer Lawrence play a character like this in a while. She's been stuck in like the franchise movies with like X Men and Hunger Games, and it's been a while since she's kind of turned in a performance that's very not like Oscar bait, but it really shows how good of an actress she really is. And I think Causeway is definitely another one of those movies that really showcases like, Oh yeah, Jennifer Lawrence. Like there's a reason why she's already an Oscar winner. And <laughs> she's like in her thirties, right? She's incredible. And the movie itself, it's an Apple plus original. So if you have Apple plus, you can watch it right now. It's a super quiet and mundane character study, but like, like I said, it has one of the best actors working today, which is Jennifer Lawrence in the uh, title role. And it's about a, a woman who suffers from a brain injury when she was serving in Afghanistan and she comes back home to get rehabilitated and she kind of has to move back in with her mom and she meets a new guy that's working on her car, a car mechanic played by Brian Tyree Henry, who's in like bullet train and he's been in a bunch of other stuff. Um, yep. He's the Thomas, the tank engine guy. Yes, he is bullet train. Um, yeah. With the stickers. And he's a, gr yep, okay. he's a great, great actor. And he is honestly kind of the star of the show here. And not in terms of like, hmm. in, in, like he's not the star of the movie, but his performance is incredible. So you might actually see him pop up in a best supporting actor nomination here because 
Mm. He just comes along and really elevates the film, and it, it kind of gets to the point where, like, he kind of comes into her life, and they drive around, they have a conversation, then he drops her off, and then he pulls away, but then you're kind of wondering, it's like, I, I, I kind of want to go back to Brian Tyree Henry and see what he's doing, mm. like, with his car mechanics, and you're kind of stuck with Jennifer Lawrence at times, uh, but he's so good in the movie, like, he is incredible. Um, I don't want to give a lot away with the story itself, because I think it's it's not like a a movie that's going to keep you like riveted or anything, but it's, it's a movie that has very good performances. It's well-made. Um, and true story or I don't know if it's based on, I don't, I'm sure it's based on true events. I have no idea if it's a it's a real, if it's a real woman or not, if it's all 100% based on a true story here, but, um, it's, it is a good movie and she hasn't done a role like this since she first started out. So it's kind of great to see, her do something that she's very passionate about again because I mean, watching her in the X-Men movies later in the game, you could just tell that she was just checked Oh, yeah, she was out. so checked out. <laughs> but the, <laughs> she was. This one does have a, gr- a great score as well, and she she might sneak in a Best Actress nomination here. I don't know. It's kind of a crowded category. Um, but I'd give it I'd give it three and a half out of five. Uh, it's, it's good. It's not one that I would recommend to everybody, but if you, you want to watch a movie with some good performances and... Um, it's on Apple TV Plus, so you can watch it anytime. It's, it, I'd say it's worth it. The the last movie she was in was Don't Look Up, which I actually rewatched not too long ago, and I actually really like. She's that funny, movie. yeah, no, I, yeah, <laughs> she's super she good dark that. comedy. I wish she had more to do in the film, but yeah, yeah. The, I just love how the the, the comet's named after her. The comet that's gonna kill everyone is Dubitsky or whatever. She discovered it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, that's not what I want to be named after, but. I guess it doesn't matter at the end of the day. Um, Do you? Yeah. So Causeway. That that sounds like something I. I just like Jennifer Lawrence and. and that's usually that's the main reason why and... I checked it out was like I really like Jennifer Lawrence and I heard that she was given a really good performance here and um, it premiered at TIFF and it got some some decent word of mouth but like it's it's not like a flashy or big movie that I think is going to stay in the conversation and when it comes to awards season other than you might see some performance. Uh, nominations from Brian Terry Henry or Jennifer Lawrence, but it's um it's good. I, I'd I'd recommend it at least to you. You should you should probably check it out. So you went and saw Black Panther: Wakanda Forever, and that was a surprise Oscar hit for the first one. That got that's the only Marvel movie to get a Best Picture nomination, as well as like costumes and technical awards and everything. It got like five Oscar nominations, including Best Picture, which is insane. But now we have Wakanda forever. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, you went inside. I do think, I I did. I saw the. Did I see it with my? Yeah, I did. I, I convinced my dad and, and Joe could he go see it. Um, I want to see it. It's not that like I'm protesting this movie or anything, but the my only thing with this movie is like you've already kind of hinted. I'm I am selective with a lot of these movies these days, and especially nowadays these type of films, well, especially with Marvel too. Yeah, especially these days, but. I do, I do want to check out Black Panther: Wakanda Forever, but the only thing is that this movie did come out around the holidays, around Thanksgiving, and I knew that this was going to be two hours and forty-five minutes of just grief and just crying yeah. over the loss, that the tragic loss of Chadwick Boseman, and it is just something that I am not ready, or not, I'm not necessarily not ready, but I just don't want to put myself through that right now. Like, I just, I want to enjoy the holidays, I want to just enjoy my time right now, I don't want to watch a three-hour movie about grief and loss at this moment, but... When it comes yeah, to Disney you watch Plus, like Causeway I will watch and these it. other films. That, that wasn't really about grief, it was about rehabilitation. Not that but happy. 
Uh, but okay. then also well. <laughs> with the, the big mainstream blockbuster Marvel movies these days, I'm just I, I'm less interested uh, when I than I used to be. But see, but going to see a movie in theaters, paying to see a three hour movie in theaters, and sitting there and just having to deal with the the themes of the film is just not something I wanted to go in and have that experience at the theater uh, at the moment. So that's just why I, I didn't I see get it that. and I haven't seen it yet. When it comes to Disney Plus, by all means, I'll check it out like I did with Thor. Love and Thunder, but for the most part, though, is this is it worth the watch? Is it uh, as good as the first? No, it's not as good as the first one. Um, it's it's funny because like I think I have one, two, three, four. There, there's like four or five superhero movies that came out this year, and they're all very much in the middle of my list. Yeah, I actually have it the lowest of all the superhero movies I saw, just because like it's hardly a superhero comic book movie, like. The, they do kind of get the Chadwick Boseman sad stuff out of the way. I hate it to say it like that, but like, like they they bury him and and do all the whole thing, and um, and it is really sad. That's that's how the movie starts off. They say like, oh yeah, he had an illness, which he did in real life, and it it's it's sad because it's actually real. Like the man is dead. Well, it it's parallels, not just the character. It parallels it's, real it's, life for sure. I mean, Ryan yeah, Coogler not like, had a whole script written for the sequel with Chadwick Boseman and then when he died he immediately had to change the script and the story and he had to make it work and what I'm hearing from critics and people who saw it is that he did an excellent job of doing what he could do during the circumstances and during like what he had to deal with and they all powered through I mean I can't imagine the whole cast and filmmakers I mean having to make yeah, a that's sequel really fucking sad. where the main guy they just I mean, and they just crushed with the critics and the Oscars and everything, and then they lose him. They lose the main actor of Black Panther. It's just fucking. It's a really beloved terrible. character too. Like yeah. he and Black Panther was such a cool character. It's so he's such a unique character. Like the whole world of Wakanda yeah. was just so something so new for Marvel. Um, and it just it feel like it tied everything together. Like just having. Wakanda, it's like it's like the center for vibranium, and which is actually like the whole fucking plot of this movie centers around vibranium yeah. and how like people other than Wakandans were able to get their hands on it. Other than the black, like Chadwick Boseman, Black Panther in this movie, that's the entire plot is focused on people trying to steal vibranium and like use it for themselves. And like I don't know, it just it didn't feel like the same type of Marvel movie that we usually see. It felt like almost a political drama at times. Um, That's cool, though. But, like, there still is a lot... Like, there's a lot of action. Once the movie gets going and you're, like, an hour and a half in, there is some cool action stuff with, like, an Atlantean city almost. Yeah, I heard like, the last, there like, was like, 30 minutes is pretty pretty cool. It was, like, underwater Wakandans basically fighting other Wakandans. The The villains were okay. Um, I, I saw what they, what they were trying to do with it. And I think Shuri is his, like, the sister character who basically is there to become Black Panther. Like, that's spoiled in the trailers. Like, that's that's obvious. Um, and she was great. I think she's super likable. She's kind of like the, the Wakandan, like, science nerd. She's like the uh, Mark Ruffalo of Wakanda, right? Okay. Um, and she's great. I mean, she's a super smart character. She makes all these cool gadgets. And, um, like, that was fun. But, yeah, I don't know. I just, I didn't. I didn't love it as much as I wanted to. It didn't feel like the same type of Marvel movie. Um, it's a solid ensemble, like pretty solid cast that all the all the same likable characters from the other movies. I hear that Angela Bissett 
or Bassett did a great job. Uh, she was like the mother, I believe, and I guess she yeah, has a big speech um, in the film. But they were, I I've heard talks that oh, support an actress maybe, but really, I, I don't know. I, I have no okay. idea. Okay, so I, I guess. I just, I hear the rumblings because, I mean, the first one did so well with the Oscars. I mean, they immediately are going to start speculating what the sequel could do as well. And I don't know if if it'll – I'm sure it'll get some technical nominations, maybe. But at this point, I, I don't yeah, think Best probably, Picture I don't know. It's just future. The plot was, was interesting. Uh, like, the main villain, he has, like, little fairy wings on his ankles. And, like, that's, that's cute. his power. <laughs> but he's also, like, that's basically adorable. immortal. Um, yeah, it, w- it was cute and adorable, and he's, like, trying to be super menacing as he, like, flies around with his little fairy wings. That was kind of weird, but it was a little disappointing. I didn't expect it to be amazing, but I just, I wasn't super entertained during this almost three-hour film, so uh, I still gave it a three out of five, though. It It's a solid, it's fresh, it's just, God, I probably would have it in, like, the bottom 15 Marvel movies at this point, which just says a lot, because there's a lot of fucking Marvel movies. <laughs> Definitely not top ten, I'll say that for sure. And, yeah, so, like, the last two films here uh i'm just kind of kind of gonna combine them into one whole thing here uh, i watched a couple of documentaries that got released recently that i'm hearing might be in the conversation for best documentary feature so i wanted to check a couple of them out so i watched uh fire of love and goodnight opie so do you Goodnight know opie. any of these movies <laughs> no no okay. definitely not um for sure watch fire of love it's on Disney Plus, and you know how National Geographic got acquired by Disney, and so you see some National Geographic shows. Oh yeah, and, dude. And media on Disney Plus. I've been watching the the Gordon Ramsay Uncharted. Oh, Uncharted, yeah, pretty often. yeah. That's, Gordon Ramsay. That's, that's a really fun show. Yep. Yep. Um. So this is a National Geographic documentary that premiered at Sundance last year. So this was actually one that because I watched a couple of Sundance films last year, and, and you watched one of them as well. But this was one of the big ones that I was like, oh, I might buy a ticket for Fire of Love. I, I'm hearing really good things about it. Um. Never ended up doing it, but Disney Plus finally did release it in November. And dude, you have to watch this movie. It is so fascinating. So because you know nothing about it, it's basically about these. This, this this couple that they were scientists that were studying volcanic explosions and that's kind of like what brought them together but what they do is they basically are searching for like all the different mysteries of what volcanoes are and like why they explode and everything so they capture these insane like literally the most insane footage you'll ever see because they're inside of the volcanoes as they're erupting and they're filming it what it's insane, and unfortunately, they died in a volcanic eruption. Um, what? So yeah, so the like, and so this footage has existed for all this time. This was in like the late '80s, early '90s, and so finally, all this footage is being uncovered, and it was edited together in the most like cinematic way possible because like the the score is so good. It's kind of like techno in a way, but you're watching this footage of of real volcanoes exploding in just detail you've never seen before so it's really worth it it's so cool to just to finally sit back and watch and be like how has this footage existed and we're only seeing it now like it i was blown away by it so it's about them from a different perspective and it's like they're they're it's all this archived footage, footage. making documentary out of yeah it? because they okay. actually filmed themselves like walking around like the the volcanoes and stuff and like they were incredible visual storytellers as well like they some of the camera mm. shots that they came up with just themselves were, were brilliant and, and and how they shot themselves too like they had such a a visual eye that 
I really, really loved. And just the fact that like, and like they were so okay. Like they knew that they were going to die in a volcano explosion. Like they knew it. Like they just, what? they're like, that's just literally what our fate is going to be. So then they were just so okay with it. Like they were just so content. Cause like they were literally just walking around in these little like volcano suits, just like two feet away from just like lava flowing down and everything. And that's actually what killed them. Oh my just, God. Uh, lava swept through and, and, and took them out. Um, took them. So it, what a way to go out. It's tragic, Jesus but like they, Christ. they were, they accepted and they knew that was going to happen. Um, but they were so dedicated to their research and everything. And it, it's just a really crazy story with some of the most insane visuals I've seen in a documentary. So highly recommend. I, I think it will be nominated for best documentary feature. I'm, I'm pulling for it, but it's on Disney plus it's worth it. I mean, I, it just makes me think of free solo, which was like clearing away the best documentary of oh, that yeah, year. That was really um, good. Th- this one sounds like story wise, like it's going to be very captivating um, and a love story and people die and it's real and so i don't know what else is really in contention right now but that i mean just just hearing about that movie alone sounds like it would be a front runner for me but yeah and you can watch it right now disney plus it's it's really cool what about good night oppie <laughs> yeah good night, so, opie. good night opie or oppie whatever yeah i put this one on uh it was like really late at night and uh i was just like all right what is this movie and the film follows opportunity the mars exploration rover dubbed oppie like opportunity um and basically it shows that like oppie was originally expected to live for 90 days as it explored mars but this lived for this rover lived for 15 years on mars and so that's the documentary on that journey of sending this little robot rover up to mars and only expecting it to live for 90 days but it survives for 15 years gathering what we know about mars today so the movie is exploring all of that and it has like real footage and it, it is fascinating. My only thing with this is that it just overstayed its welcome a little too much. It, it, it's like two hours. <laughs> it's, it's a little too long. And uh, Angela Bassett, who we just mentioned for Wakanda forever, she's she the, the narrator. So <laughs> I was narrator, hoping yeah. for like Neil deGrasse Tyson or like some other like he he overstays his he does. voice he overdoes kind of it too, to but listen to after a while i'm like okay neil not complaining calm the fuck down <laughs> the Bassett, but um the, it was a really cool movie and uh i mean if you're interested in space uh exploration and all that kind of stuff and if you had if you don't really know much about the mars rover it's a movie to probably check out it's on amazon prime so these are very accessible documentaries um and it played in theaters for a couple of weeks as well but I watched it when it came to Prime, but it it was cute. It it, it was cool to watch this little rover because they gave this rover such a character. That sounds like, adorable. He it's feels like, like a real Wally. life Wally. Yeah, like he literally feels like that in the movie. So, uh, it's it's well done. It's a little too long, but it's uh it's interesting enough. So, um, Good Night Oppie and Fire of Love, two documentaries. I'd say check them out. They're Those they're cool. Both sound super interesting to me. Yeah, um, dude, they documentaries man like i i don't check them out enough but when i do watch one i think the i actually did watch one earlier this year um that was super unsettling oh, the it doctor was, uh, one like doctor the Death father or, or something like that Art, which, yeah something like that right yeah i remember which, you telling me about i mean it. that I, it was a blumhouse documentary of course <laughs> but it, it certainly felt like it because it was a real life horror story yeah. but uh yeah i mean a good documentary this it's hard to compare because uh they obviously they just feel more real and more grounded and well you nailed and, it it's so. like you don't typically think to to put on a documentary every now and then i mean 
but once you do, like you, you kind of forget how riveting they really can be, especially if you're watching the right one. Yeah, if you're really it makes me want to go make one. Material. Yeah, exactly. It's like you really appreciate the art form that is documentaries and that whole form of storytelling and editing. It's it's really really fascinating. Okay. Uh, yeah. So that's that's everything we saw in the month of uh, November. I actually watched a lot of other films that were just not really released. My mom was visiting, so I watched like four '80s movies. I'll just list them off real quick without talking about them, just so you guys know. These were all first time watches. And let me know if you saw any of these, Spencer. If you've seen any of them, Coming to America. Nope. Really funny, classic '80s film that they shouldn't have made another one for because it totally overstayed its welcome and ruined it. I haven't seen it. Oh. I haven't seen it, but uh, did not get good reviews at all. I watched She's Having a Baby with Kevin Bacon and Elizabeth McGovern. That's also really good. And Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Watched that for Thanksgiving. I watched Weekend at Bernie's. That was really funny. And I also watched Romancing the Stone. So every single one of those was 80s movies. Actually, more than two of those were uh, John Hughes, I think. Films you could have picked for Collector's Corner because I haven't seen any of those, but oh well. <laughs> at some point I will. That's fine. Yeah, at some point I will. But yeah, those those were all very enjoyable. I watched a couple of uh, 2022 catch-up ones like Don't Worry, Darling, Bullet Train. Um, I rewatched Ligorish Pizza from last year, so I, I watched a couple, but yeah. I didn't really watch a whole lot of uh, new release films this past month. Um, and the only TV that I've been watching right now is White Lotus Season 2. Um I'm all caught up. There's one more episode, but that's really it for, for TV. I watched one episode of Wednesday, and I know that one is just going fucking bananas right I'm, now. I'm uh, five episodes into Wednesday oh, okay. right now. So you're into it. I, you like it? I I really like it, dude. I think uh, Jenna Ortega is made to play this She's character. incredible. Just just from the first She's episode. so good. Yeah. Oh, my God. She is captivating. Like, every scene, like, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I hang on every word she says, not just because it's Jenna Ortega, but because like she is just perfect in this role. It's super Tim Burtony. I think he directs every episode. Uh, he so did far. most of them. I don't think he did every episode. I'm pretty sure other directors came in and uh, and played around, but I know he did the first couple and probably the last few. It's been uh, super enjoyable. I think it's a show that is probably going to have multiple seasons. Um, at least it seems like it. Like they could totally do that it's basically jenna ortega as wednesday going around solving kind of harry potter-esque like mysteries in her school that's made for like werewolves and vampires and people with weird abilities that don't fit in anywhere so yeah i i've really liked it so far i can't wait to check out the rest of it we can kind of talk about the whole the show as a whole maybe uh next next week or next month's episode uh, but we still have a lot of big releases left of the year. Uh, so next month, um, I don't know if we'll do just like a typical mainstream boys the way we've been doing them. I think it'll just be the, the best of the year. So if these movies make it on the list, great. If not, no worries. But, uh, in the month of December, all these movies to look forward to violent night, Babylon, Avatar two, white noise, knives out Two, the whale, Pinocchio, the Guillermo del Toro animated movie on Netflix, which I Sounds hear terrifying. I hear it's great. Uh, and Women Talking. Those are all Oscar contenders, all big movies that, um, besides Violent Night, um, that one was just kind of a fun Santa Claus movie that you already saw. But uh, <laughs> Dude, you got it. It's, I'll it's check a it out good time. at some point. But, yeah, you should watch it. Uh, so, yeah, still um, a lot of great ones to choose from. A lot of movies that are going to be in the Oscar conversation uh, coming up in the next couple of months. So... Yeah, I need Babylon to be good. Also, I need Avatar to be really good. Both are going to be Avatar, three hour plus movies. 
What? Babylon's, Babylon's three hours, three hours eight minutes, plus? and Avatar is three hours oh and like God. twelve minutes. Like, yeah. Is it the Hateful Eight? Like, what the fuck? Okay, I'm okay with Avatar being that long. It's been like fifteen years since the last one. That's yeah. fine. But I don't know about Babylon, but we'll see. That so. seems unnecessary for Babylon. Still, I don't yeah. know. A lot of good movies to still come out, but uh, the next time you'll probably hear from us is when we do our season five finale, which is the best of 2022. Early January. There you go. Yep. How many films are on your list right now? I think I'm at like 70. That's pretty good. I have 53. And I, I'm pretty happy with that. I, I really tried to get it up there. Uh, every year it's gone down a little bit more. Like back in the days of 2013, 141 films. And then uh, last year was 58. And I'm at 53 currently. So I'll try to get it to 60. That's the goal. I'll say that's the goal. 60 films. Okay, I'm gonna. T- I always try to get anywhere between ninety to a hundred, uh, and I'm always like, oh my 10, god, ten to fifteen short. Um, but I'm already at almost seventy. I think I can at least get twenty more. Come on, twenty more. I can do it. Twenty more. I'm <laughs> twenty more. Six more. I'm like, all right, that seems like a lot. <laughs> no, twenty <laughs> more. Because I, I want to be able. Because we don't do a top or a top ten worst films of the year. But I'm just saying, like, I, I want to be able to look at my list and in the bottom 10, I want those to actually all be films that I would put in a bottom 10 and not just one that kind of sneaked in there because I didn't see enough movies. Yeah, so That's what I'm saying. I, out of the 66 movies on my list, I like the first 51 movies and the rest is where I considered the that, rotten drop off. <laughs> so That's pretty good. Yeah, like Wakanda Forever right now is like 15th from the bottom. So it's it's teetering well uh yeah that is gonna do it for this month's episode if you made it this far we really appreciate that um if you aren't already make sure to subscribe uh follow us on apple Podcasts. hit the plus button in the upper right hand corner so you don't miss any episodes of this show or collector's corner but hit us up on instagram at those movie dudes you can dm us at any time with anything movie related or life related we have really good life advice well uh yeah spencer stopped recording but uh yeah That's going to be a toodles for me. We will see you guys at the end of December and most likely in 2023. Thanks for listening to another episode of Mainstream Boys. New episodes release monthly and you can stay up to date with everything those movie dudes by following us on Instagram. Instagram.